Hey guys, welcome to the Honest Youth Pastor Off the Cuff Podcast. We're actually recording this one as well. Today, uh, we have Matt with us from Means for Jesus. What's up, bro? Hey, uh, and we're going to be talking about something that um, me and Matt have talked a little bit about it already uh, in different, a couple different places, but uh, text is so limiting and I don't like it. So I, I asked him if he'd come on and talk about it uh, because I feel like that back and forth conversations a whole lot more productive and you can understand each other a little bit better um, on, on the subject of, you know, where churches should fall uh, in regards to uh, obeying local, local government ordinances in regards to going back to church or what that looks like, what and what you cannot do. And maybe the overarching idea is like kind of where is that line? So before we get into it, uh, well, I, I, I like to Matt for you to kind of state your part of it. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll kind of give my, my side of it and then we'll kind of get go into the back and forth. Sure, yeah. I mean, Michael and I were talking, as he mentioned, about um, just the restrictions that have been placed on the church during the pandemic mm-hmm. and more notably the situation that's uh, come about with John MacArthur and him choosing to still gather uh, despite the restrictions placed by the California governor. And uh, I, for one, feel that he's acting um, unwisely um, in, in the way that he's carrying himself and posturing himself during the whole situation. Um, because, you know, and I guess we can flesh out why later, but yeah. like, that's, that's my position as a whole. Gotcha. And then, uh, the, again, like you mentioned, the way this came about was there's actually a forum we're part of where this came up and Matt was on one side. And I was like, okay, but where's the line on the other? Because I fall on the side of um, like now, again, to, for, just to flesh out and for, to clarify, there's obviously some things that I think they could have done better when they met. Um, there were pictures that came out like literally shoulder to shoulder, no mask, no one really cared. Um, those things I was like, ah, okay. Uh, but the meeting, obviously I don't have, I, I felt like it was, it's whatever they can, they uh, should be allowed to do kind of whatever they want because other things in their state um, are being given the ability to do that as well. Now, again, shoulder to shoulder, no mask was a little bit of a, again, that was kind of a, I, when I was defending my point, I was like, I can't really have, I'm saying this, but at the same time I have to preface my point with this, but that would be my stand. And the question that really came down to that made me message you. And I was like, okay, so where's the line then for that? And I think since we're talking specifically, we'll start this conversation off, I guess, with the MacArthur situation and kind of move more broadly out from there. Uh, But the line, I think, in California, for me, the reason I'd be like, okay, I think he probably did the right thing was because there are so many other things that are happening that that the local government is allowing to happen, but they're not, but then they're putting a different restriction on the church. So my line is where it goes to, Okay, well, the consistency, that's, that's where I, I would fall on. So um, that's why my position would be, hey, let it, he, he, I think it's stepping out where other leaders haven't stepped out and said, okay, well, what about this consistency issue then? And then calling out the governor a little bit on that and saying, well, if this is allowed to happen, we're going to do this too. So where would your line be, I guess, on that uh, when it comes to specifically, I guess, the MacArthur situation, like I said, we'll kind of go out from there a little bit. Yeah, um, there's a lot of different ways to kind of answer that because one of the issues I take with John MacArthur is I, I feel like he's overstepping his bounds in, in some ways when he's, you know, quote unquote, hauling out the government. 
because uh, I mean, everyone knows the government's corrupt and they have mm-hmm. double standards with everything. Um, and, you know, if it was the church's job to correct the government, I, I think that that would be something that he would be correct about. But in this instance, like I said, as far as it, um, it, as far as it belongs to the church, we're still able to meet. Um, and, and I don't see how calling out the government to, to make a statement uh, while simultaneously acting unwisely and not wearing masks um, is really a good witness for the church or, or wise at all. And it's funny, I actually pulled up a clip as I was like looking some stuff up about this mm-hmm. of John MacArthur speaking when, when he first shut down the church and referencing Romans 13 and how we should all be subject to governing authorities. Um, so let me just let him talk <laughs> and you tell me what you think as it applies to this situation. So wait, uh, let me turn this up a little bit. Bill Johnson, the clear demand of scripture is to be subject to the powers that be because they're ordained of God. Romans 13. Romans 13. And first Peter talks about the same thing. Honor the king and those who are in authority over you. God has set them in that authority. Um, the apostle Paul t- tells Timothy that we're to be good citizens. That we're to be live a quiet and peaceable life. We aren't rebels. We don't start protests. We don't defy the government. We conform. Um, we, we're submissive to the government as, as, basically ordained by God. So that was an easy call for us. What would have made a difference would have been if this was persecution of the church. If all of a sudden the government decided to shut down churches as an act of persecution against churches, we would defy that because now you're into Acts 5 where Peter actually says, do we obey God or men? You say we don't meet. God says we do. We must meet. You say don't preach the gospel. We say we must preach the gospel. So when the government gets to the point where it basically persecutes the church, the church has to take that persecution and still do what God has commanded the church to do. The, the other thing that we talked about with the elders was if we defy this and if we say we're going to meet anyway, we run the risk of exposing people to this illness needlessly. And why would we want to do that? Because this is a health issue. This is a health crisis. And since like any church, many of the people in our church are older, we, we wouldn't want to expose them to that. We, we've only had, as far as I know, and this was up to yesterday, we've only had one couple in our church in the Spanish ministry who actually got the coronavirus but that couple and not not an older couple either wound up in the hospital because it was such a virulent uh, experience for them so we wouldn't want to say well let them come to church and mingle with everybody else uh, and let it be whatever is going to be is going to be that doesn't make sense we wouldn't purposely expose our people that's not caring for your people we wouldn't purposely expose them to that and since we wouldn't have known, um, you know, we we just said, look, we're not going to do that. So All right, that's it. Time, but like, okay. that was the, that was his original take. And mm-hmm. so, listening to that now, can you see how different that is from how he's? You yeah, know, but have you listened now? to again? Now, I, I want to make it clear for whoever's listening: I am not a John MacArthur apologist. Okay, <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I go so far and no further, so I'm not going to defend the man to my death. But yeah, uh, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. But I feel like, have you listened to the sermon he preached the first Sunday back? 
Yeah, and uh, okay. for some reason, like, go ahead. Oh, I just, I, I think he answered all of the rebuttal to himself in that sermon. I mean, I feel like, now again, I could be hearing it in a totally different way than somebody else, but I feel like he addressed all those points in that sermon. Yeah, I mean, and I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the entire thing um, because m- what he mostly did was cite statistics on the virus itself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the issue that I, I, I take with him. Like I said, I don't think it's the church's job to correct the government um, unless they're saying that we can't worship. Um, as long as the government allows for us to worship and gives you know precedent for us to gather and worship as we are as we see fit and as we uh, you know w- are called to within our denomination to worship because you know then the Catholics have a whole different way of, of yeah, worshiping. So, yeah. That's a whole nother bag of worms or can of worms. But anyways, the, um, you know, he's citing statistics like he's an etymologist, um, which is really uh, confusing because, you know, he's, I mean, again, I don't want to interrupt you. During the whole sermon, he brought out a couple of things. So he readdressed all of the texts that he brought up there in Mm. regards to, uh, in that case, why they weren't meeting. He brought them back up uh, and cited why now they were meeting in light of different things that had now changed. Now, when he did bring up the statistics, um, I feel like he was careful to note that the statistics he were bringing up were specifically from the, gov- the government statistics he had gotten the day before. So that they were up to date and that they were not his statistics, but the ones the government had provided, like the local California government had provided them. Um, and then he cites those statistics. So I don't know if he's claiming to be... Uh, I'm not smart etymologist or whatever you want to, I, I don't know how to say the word, uh, but I don't think he was claiming to be that as much as he was saying our own local government, these are their statistics. And then we're using them to make our decisions. Now, again, I, I, I think, again, this goes by each local government. So necessary, for example, the things he cites for his government in California, his local government for why he wasn't meeting were a number of different things. I mean, it was the fact that there were, they were putting restrictions on how much they could meet versus uh, movie theaters or businesses or protests or things like that, that were identical in number. And that's, he, he doesn't go, I don't think I could be wrong. I haven't listened to it recently. Recently is today, but um, I think he actually cites the fact that he, I don't think he goes as far as to say, but he gets very close to the line of saying that he felt it was getting to the point of, persecution now he doesn't say the word i think maybe he probably leaned toward more unfair practices toward the church versus somebody else uh he actually does cite oh the supreme court dissension uh that came down in nevada in regards to i think it was uh i forget which supreme court uh, justice it was that wrote that it was a clear in the case specifically in nevada that they didn't take up it was specific. They saw it as specific discrimination against the church in that regard, um, because they were allowing, for example, the, the example they used was casinos to meet up to 50% capacity, but the church wasn't allowed to have more than 50 people. Um, now, again, that was Nevada, not California, but he references that as a point of why they felt that it, it's leaning toward uh, a preference to one thing and not another, basically. Um, so again, I think he, I, I, again, not a John MacArthur apologist, but I think he, he refuted his own points well enough to where he addressed everything in that clip 
to pertain to now and not pertain to when he initially said that. Um, where basically he did, he put a line in the sand and said, the government is at this point overstepping their bounds. So we're going to do what we feel like we need to do basically. Yeah. Let me just correct myself as actually it's it, etymologist has to do with language and epidemiology. Okay, is, there you go. I was wrong too. So, you know, I don't you, know that's either. What you get word, thinking, so. <laughs> that's what you get from thinking. I'm smart. <laughs> Disgusting what I have to say, but yeah. okay. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying. Like he, he somewhat refuted himself and revealed his new position, mm-hmm. but you know, the same, I think uh, I'm just going to go back to what I said earlier. I think that, yeah, what, where there are statistics and, uh, you know, provided by the government, um, the implementation of those is what the job of the epidemiologist is. Like that is that the epidemiologist is somebody that specializes in the study of analysis of the distribution patterns and determinants of health and disease conditions defined by populations within pandemics. So it's like mm-hmm. those that's what their job is to do. They literally went to school for, you know, eight plus years, who knows uh, about this. And John MacArthur starts citing statistics saying, well, smoking causes, you know, de- deaths. How come we're not banning smoking? But like, this is a complete, um, I, I think it's a, what's called a, a, a false equivalence where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, these things aren't necessarily tied to that thing because, you know, you're not, you're not an epidemiologist, bro. Like, you can't make that call as it applies to your congregation and whether or not we disagree with how the government uh, mandates that, you know, we meet or, or don't meet or whatever like that. As long as they allow us to meet, I don't see it qualifying as a true persecution because uh, okay, essentially so John MacArthur. Glad you brought switched, that up. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's what happened. John MacArthur essentially switched his stance on saying, well, this isn't real persecution because it's a health issue. And then he arrived and did a whole bunch of, uh, you know, boomer searching on YouTube and found all these, he's literally citing conspiracy theory, um, you know, statistics as they tie into epidemiology, which, you know, which are false because he's not an epidemiologist. Um, So that's what I find to be the most disturbing because he turned something that was not a persecution, not persecution towards the church into something that became persecution towards the church, even though there's still an allowance made by the government to worship. Okay, so, so on the allowance part, so th- there have been some, uh, so I'm glad you brought that up because that's the next, I think, good kind of movement in this discussion. So there's been a lot of articles written and um, honestly, I should have been more prepared to, to cite those articles, but I'm not. Uh, in regards to the church can still meet in like smaller groups. So for example, I believe, though I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that um, it was either J.D. Greer or Annalie Stanley, one of the two has basically, they said they're not going to meet the rest of the year, but they're breaking their, their church down to smaller house churches. And that's mm-hmm. how they're going to go around it. Now, the rebuttal I've seen to that is that, um, and again, I, this, I think this really comes down to how you would define, you know, church, are you high church kind of, I mean, how a church mm-hmm. operates for you basically. Um, but one of the per- people that um, I heard respond to that was that, well, do you have the X number of qualified elders to lead these house churches? I mean, who, how, what are you declaring as a church? Can they give out the sacraments? What do the sacraments look like? I mean, who's, who's able to do this and that? So when we're talking about the church actually meeting and operating, and one thing MacArthur noted in his, uh, his sermon on that, that Sunday morning 
was that there's a lot of things the pastoral staff hasn't been able to do that they really need to do, for example, which was, was, you know, um, give out sacraments, was perform certain ceremonies, was to visit the sick and the needy and those sorts of things uh, to the capacity that the pastor is supposed to do those things. So where is, uh, I guess the next question and the next movement would be here, what would classify as, okay, how, how far down can the government say, well, you can only meet in this many people before the church isn't really meeting as the church. We're just meeting as small groups, um, if that makes sense. So I guess um, let me try and paint a scenario then, because there are instances in the Bible where um, Israel was unable to worship mm-hmm. due to the circumstances they were in. They were in uh, exile. They were in you know, certain things. They, they weren't mm-hmm. able to worship as they desired. Uh, due to the circumstances they were in. So I believe that because of that, and, and also the church, you know, even at large, uh, you know, maybe even a century or two ago the, with the Black Plague and the, plague and the Spanish pl- flu or whatever, um, the church was unable to meet and they, they stayed within their homes for, I, mean, I think, several years. Um, and I just think, you know, the situation we're in right now is very unfortunate. And I, I think any Christian right now is is or every christian that that truly loves god and truly loves the church feels that they are missing out on on meeting one with you know with one another and and, uh being able to meet the way that they desire to meet but i i just feel like this the current climate that we're in right now is one of you know it's it's a bad situation it's one that we're placed in and you know, David and the Israelites, they cried out to God, you know, hey, deliver us from this situation and the circumstance that we're in. And that's, I feel that's where we're at right now. I think that, you know, we, we should really take advantage as churches, you know, pastoral leaders should take advantage of what we are given right now, because we are, I, whether you agree with the pandemic or not, people are still dying. Uh, the economy is still, you know, rocked and, uh, you know, I think that we should just take advantage of what we are able to do until we come up with a new normal. And that new normal might not be what we want it to be, because uh, from what I'm seeing, there's lots of really poor outcomes from this whole situation that we're never going to get away from. Um, not to like fear monger or anything like that, but um, that's that's what I've read in my own studies. But so you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that we should just take advantage of what we're able to do and not try and be impatient or, or not try and be rebellious or, or unpeaceable. And that's what I wanted to highlight from what John MacArthur originally said, because he said, we don't protest and we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he feels that because he's taken it into his own hands to be an epidemiologist and to, uh, and, and to say that this is what's right for but, my but church. Has he taken it into his own hands? He's just citing statistics. Like, I, I mean, I just to push back on that a little bit, like he's not it, saying yeah. these are my information. He's saying these are what the government said themselves. Well, let me just go back to what I said earlier. It's, it's the, that's the implementation of those statistics is the job of the government and the epidemiologists. Um, that implementation, I feel, is what he's taken into his own hands outside of his own authority, because that is a governing authority. The, those who are in governing authorities are the ones who implement you know, how we interact with those statistics and every state and every province is different according mm-hmm. to those statistics. Like over here, we're in the green and we are able to meet in person uh, where I'm at. But in California, you know, whether you agree or disagree with the governor, that's what their epidemiologists and that's what their 
authorities have come to agree upon that that is the safest route for the people. And it sucks. I don't want to get political with it, but it's, it, it's, you know, it's obvious that it's become political. Um, oh, and both I, sides. I anybody that would deny that. Yeah. I mean, both sides on. of, both sides of the aisle have taken advantage of this because it's human nature to be completely evil in any situation that we can mm -hmm. be. So, uh, and, and it's just unfortunate that conservatives, I am a conservative. Um, I'm like a centrist conservative that I feel that it's unfortunate that conservatives feel this is like the response to this has been more liberal. If you take any type of precaution whatsoever, even wearing masks itself has become some type of liberal agenda. We've become conspiracy theorists in response to this. Um, and, and I'll admit there's a lot of confusion around the origins of this and, you know, the implementation of it at the same time, you know, I'm going to go back to what John MacArthur himself said. We don't protest. We don't, cause unrest we don't um you know try and we are peaceable people uh, you know as christians so as much as it applies to us and as much as we are able and this is what i was talking to you about earlier i feel mm -hmm. the scripture says as much as you are able be at peace with one another and i feel you know because there are options for us to still do what god is asking us to do um that we are able to be peaceable and not necessarily need to uprise so that's my that's my position in a nutshell Gotcha. So we only, we only have probably about 10 minutes left. So yeah. there's a whole bunch there I want to still for kind of push back on you about, cause I know you can take it. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> uh, two things, which I hope I'm, I hope I can tie these two things together as one. So you're mentioning the exile, uh, you're mentioning the black plague, all those sorts of things. Um, both of those things were things that, um, they, they, couldn't get around right so it wasn't so when they were exiled they were exiled like it was um that's why they cried out because they wanted to worship again they couldn't there was no temple um as far as the black plague goes it was i just looking at numbers again no expert here but it looks like it's totally different like i mean it's a matter of uh death rate totally different uh now to tie that into my second and really going to the question here so you did i Maybe you did and I missed it, but where's the line to where you can say, okay, we're kind of done with this. I'm going to meet anyway. Now, again, like you said, in some states, my state, we've been meeting for a month and a half now. So for us, it's not a big deal at all. But um, in some states, it's still an issue. But where does it become an issue to where you, and some churches never closed regardless of what was said. Um, so where does the line become where the church says, okay, this far, but no further to where there's literally churches that aren't going to, I mean, that have already said, we're not going to meet anymore. So they obviously that line's really far down the line for them. Mm -hmm. um, but where does within government and the church, where does that come to where the church says, cause I feel like that's what John MacArthur is really saying at this point. He's saying, okay, that's the line. We're not going to, that's as far as you're going to go. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to what John MacArthur himself said, you know, he said, it's not persecution until they close churches down completely. That's what he said. And that's my line too. Um, and like I said, he shifted where um, he's saying he's believing that it is persecution now, e even though he's still able to meet in, in some regard, whether mm -hmm. it be online or outside, um, they have not dismissed or restricted assembling completely. Um, if that's what I understand. I could be wrong. I don't even know all the, um, mm -hmm. restrictions in place that John MacArthur's dealing with, but they seem to shift weekly to be honest. So I think it'd be <laughs> very hard. I mean, the stuff I looked at last week, is totally different than the week before. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, 
Does that answer your question though? Like, I feel like that's the, that's the hard and fast line is that when the government's just like, Hey, y'all ain't, y'all ain't worshiping anymore. That's when I'm like, all right, guess what? We're doing it anyway. And even then, like historically, the church has always found a way to meet. And you know, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. It's we are notorious for being resilient, meeting underground, you know, meeting in uh, undisclosed places, having secret churches here and there. That's what we've been doing for thousands of years. And that's like, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's such a far cry from, you know, living in, in Rome where they were beheading you, gutting you, eviscerating you because you said the name Jesus. And now they're saying, hey, you can still meet, but, you know, you can talk about Jesus. That's mm-hmm. cool. Just go outside. And we're like, what are you talking about, dude? We're going to. And then you meet without taking precautions. Like, what is that? Like, if anything, that shows to me a contrarian spirit. Uh, to, just for the sake of being contrarian. Um, and there's a lot of other assumptions that I think they can go into it at, but you know, that's what it appears to me. And you even noted yourself like, dude, the, you know, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot here. If, if your point was to say, Hey government, you know, we're you're wrong. But I think they've taken a position where, you know, you're slightly wrong to you're completely wrong. And that's why John cited statistics. And that's why I don't think he's really, placing any restrictions on people, you know, uh, on social distancing and masks and things like that. That's what I feel like it's turned into. Um, so I, I kind of rambled a little bit there. But you no, yeah. I think our lines are close. I think where we disagree, where I would say, like, I think he has a point in regards to the inconsistency of how it's applied. Now, I, again, I don't, persecution, I think, is a, a word that's get thrown around way mm-hmm. too much. Uh, but I think that um, you think that's his job, though? To what? Call out inconsistency? Yeah. Is that the church's job? Is that our job? I, think, I don't think he says it's his job as much as him. Me. I think from listening to the sermon, I think what he's saying is that he's just saying, hey, you're being very inconsistent in how you're applying them to us versus somebody else. And because the inconsistency exists, we're going to ignore what you say, because if it's okay for this person, it should be okay for us, too. And I don't think he's trying to correct the government. He's just saying, hey, you know, you're calling this okay and this not okay when they're the exact same thing. So we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Now, again, admittedly, um, packed out with no mask, I think could have been done better. That's just my Mm -hmm. opinion. I think it would have sent a better message if they still applied the mandates while um, doing what they did. Because if if, if you're, if you're going to call out an inconsistency, at least make it the one for one. Now, again, it could be argued shoulder to shoulder wouldn't have been an issue as long as they had masks because of the things they're calling yeah. inconsistent. Um, I think that would have been a, a better statement. Uh, but he also said, I, don't, I think it was either him or Phil Johnson in an interview that they're not going to put undue, um, I forget the word, um, undo things on people when they don't feel like they, they need to do it referring to mask. Um, so again, that, I mean, I think I've been pretty open about the disagreement there. If you're going to, if you're going to say you're inconsistent, calling the government inconsistent, you should at least bring your consistency level up Mm -hmm. to the same thing. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go back to like, is, is it the church's job to tell the government when they're being inconsistent? Cause like, I'll use this analogy. I think let me just, well, let me just back up. Cause like, uh, you have kids, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. How old's your oldest? Uh, 13. So your 13 year old obviously has different capabilities and, and requirements as a 13 year old, correct? Mm. And, and what, how old is your youngest? 
Three. Three. So you can sell your three-year-old, hey, don't touch the remote because the three-year-old might like swallow it or reprogram the television. Swallow it? Knowing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you. He'll do whereas something. the 13-year-old, obviously they can mess with the remote because, I mean, you don't want them reprogramming the, uh, the television. But at the same time, you know, there's different restrictions, even though they're both your children. Um, and I feel like, I, and I'm not trying to say that the, 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 you know, the bar is being open and is, is equivalent to the church. I, I think that, you know, us saying that this isn't fair, so we're not going to listen is that, that rings more of rebellion than it does, um, you know, any type of righteousness or any type of piety. Um, like I said, I think that piety should be the the line should be drawn and the, and the righteous indignation should be drawn when the church itself is under persecution to the extent that they cannot meet at all. Um, when you, when you fail to take advantage of the allowances made for you as the church, uh, that's when I feel like you're just being picky. I feel like you're just being, you know, just a little uh, difficult and rebellious. That's, so that's would you, position. so your position is that you, it's not the church's job to call the government to what the government's supposed to do. So the government's what the government's supposed to do. Again, I'll go back to what the, what their authorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what the government's supposed to do is protect us and they're supposed to provide for us. And there's different views on what the government's supposed to be doing it. You know, I'm, I'm going, just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm going specifically to, I believe it's, oh gosh, I should know my references better. I think it's Peter, where it basically lays out that the, the governing authorities are over you to take care of evil and to reward mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And, you know, like with under that, I'll agree with that, that, you know, I think that certain states are taking precautions to protect their citizens and some might be going more extreme than others. Like my state's actually pretty extreme too, not to the extent where they're saying you can't sing inside the word like they're doing in California. But, you know, if, if at the same time, like I said, we can still worship. We can still meet online. We can still go outside. We can still do these other things. I think everything before that, uh, you know, is trying to correct the government. I think, yeah, you know, I just think it's too much. I think it's calling undue attention and, and negativity um, and rebellion uh, to the church. And I'm not a statist or anything like that, but I just think that it's assuming too much. Cause like I said, the government is always corrupt. It's always corrupt. It's always has double, double standards, but uh, until the point where they say you cannot meet, you cannot worship. Um, that's, that's where I feel like we need to be subject to them and, and peaceable. Gotcha. So oh, we don't have a lot of time. Okay. I want to push back just a little <laughs> bit on that. Mm-hmm. So, because I think I'm starting to, I think what's starting to flesh out is our little bit of our, where our differences are on this. Mm-hmm. So at, at what point though, because obviously the government isn't just going to come in and say, you can't meet anymore. Right. So if you look classically, well, I mean, at, they already have in other countries. Is what well, I'm yeah. Saying. But what I'm saying is though, typically though, there's baby steps up to that point normally historically okay. it doesn't just come in and say hey we're here you can't do this anymore now it has happened but mm. more often than not it's a slower movement toward that to where it's this okay we'll give here okay we'll give here okay we we'll give here and then holy cow we now we don't have anything left and that's mm. where like the line comes down that's the line i'm asking about where does it get to the point where the church says you've you've overstepped your bounds of your authority um mm. which is why again I think I've made my point pretty clear where I think they could have done better there mm-hmm. uh, as far as at MacArthur's church. But I think that's the line that seems to be being dropped where they say, look, your, your job biblically is this. We're calling you back to that. 
you've obviously overstepped that authority that you do have. And what we're doing is calling you back to that authority. Even though, again, like you said, I mean, when Peter wrote that, he knew the government was corrupt. In fact, that passage is written with the presumption of persecution already over you. So the idea here is that um, he's simply saying that this is the job of the government. This is what they're supposed to do. And then coming back to modern times, I think that's what MacArthur's church, specifically a lot of churches have been doing it. He's just the biggest one that got the most you know, smoke from it. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea of him saying, we're, we're calling you to that and we're holding you to that because you're not doing that and you're not implementing it consistently. So we're going to go ahead and meet. Now, again, I, so, I think they could have done it so much better mm-hmm. and, and had a better foot to stand on, but that's neither here nor there because I'm not a part of that church, nor do I have any say in it. So it doesn't make a difference. I'm just saying that I think that that's the, the direction they were heading um, was saying you've overstepped what your bounds are. Now, again, does the government care about what the Bible says about their authority? No, they could care less. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what he's pointing them to saying, you've overstepped your bounds and this is our line and we're not going to let you do it anymore. Yeah. Um, And I can see some merits with that. And I guess it kind of boils down to your doctrine of like pacifism and like how. Yeah. Again, there's so many things in this pile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How aggressive you want to be towards the government and, and things like that. Um, I guess my my pacifism kind of is the take that, you know. I don't take you as you a can, pacifist. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want. Don't get me started. I'm just like okay. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> different different podcast, different time. Yeah. May, yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like I said, I I, I I agree that there there can be like a slippery slope that can lead towards total restriction. Um, but again, I guess I'll just have to say until then that that is you know we we do what we can and uh, and then when that point comes that's when we rise up and we're like all right we're still doing what we do and uh, you know the pacifism as exemplified by the apostles they said you know stop preaching the gospel and they just they kept doing it anyway in in public areas and um you know just doing what they do um i kind of wonder how they would respond if there was like a flu or pestilence in the air or, you know, in the, in the region, if, if they would still do that, like I'd, I'm curious on what nuances they would take in doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, when, you know, they were restricted and they were told you cannot worship God at all. And they were within the right on what we believe on Christianity to proclaim God and, and the gospel. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying that, you know, we, we should, we should take care. We should do this. But I think because of the, the, the situation we're in, the, the circumstances that we're in, the, the fact that, you know, most are saying that we are in a pandemic, um, that I, I feel like there's probably better ways to go around it. Uh, and, you know, you can't remove the, the way that they're behaving. The church itself is behaving from the, the decision that John MacArthur's made. Um, if they wanted to be completely wise, you would see masks on them. You would see them taking some type of precaution. But I think the environment that John MacArthur has produced is that, you know, this thing really isn't a, a pandemic. This thing has, an, you, you, this is what he says. He says, you have a 99.9% mm-hmm. chance of surviving this. Um, where, like I said, that's really... That, that's math. Those are numbers. But as far as it applies to the bigger system and complexity of how viruses spread, you know, that's very short-sighted. Um, 
and and also short-sighted as as you and I both agree is is the way that the eldership is handling the way that they're gathering the way that they're gathering um you know what I mean I, I think that speaks volumes the fact that they're not even acknowledging the fact that uh, it's unsafe anymore um and that's that's where I feel like I think he's reaching too far I feel like he's he's saying this is what I believe now this you know the government's completely wrong I, I feel like he's gone a more, on a more extreme end rather than a, a wise end of carrying out um his rebellion or his disagreement with the government um so I don't know. Maybe I just added more to the conversation, but that's, you know. Oh, there's a thousand more questions I have, but we don't have time for them, unfortunately. So, okay. gotcha. All right. Well, I think we fleshed out enough about the differences, at least that I think that I've seen in wider Christian gym, as far as people saying, hey, they're going too far. Uh, and then other people saying, no, it's, you know, it's not a big deal right now. So I think, I think we've fleshed those out a bit. I think mm. it'll be interesting to see what's going on week and a half since they had that first service. And as far as I know, I'm sure somebody would definitely report on it if there was an outbreak there, because that would be perfect. Um, so it'd be interesting to see kind of how that all goes out from here to see if, if there was an effect or if there wasn't any effect at all from their meeting. But um, anyway, I want to thank you for coming on, kind of talking through it a bit more. Like I said, I, the idea was to kind of have a broad discussion because I know we're on different sides, not totally different sides, but we definitely have a difference of opinion on it. So mm -hmm. uh, it was better to talk through it. Hopefully this was helpful to anyone out there. If yeah. not, uh, we know it's a heated, uh, a heated topic among a thousand other things that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, but Hey, if you like Matt, even if you don't like Matt, go over to memes for Jesus and follow <laughs> them. If you don't already, they're a thousand times bigger than anybody than my page. So I'm sure you probably already do, oh, but if you don't go follow them. So, Hey, thanks, thanks for bro. coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Love you, bro. <laughs> Talk to you guys later.